This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. It's episode 34, you're listening to Shift Run Stop and we've got a treat for you today, internet. So you're not going to believe the, the reunion we've set up for you in this week's episode. Do you remember NTK? Do you remember the glory days? Oh, oh every Friday you'd be there with your web browser. <laughs> An early version of IE perhaps, something with Mozilla in the title. Mm. And you'd be... Um, You'd be, you'd be reading NTK of a Friday afternoon and of course Dave Green who we, we've come to know and love yeah. on this podcast he didn't do that alone you know he did that with other people largely with Danny O'Brien yeah and behind the scenes Lee Maguire as well yeah. but yeah Danny O'Brien is the one that we've got in, in uh, with us this week oh it's so exciting I know <laughs> I know, he's, he's a proper hero of the internet and he's done lots of things and, and you all love him Shift on Stop exclusive Danny and Dave back together again after all these years um, can barely wait. Let the good times roll. <laughs> I was trying to work out like how 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 recently we'd we'd seen each other, or did yes. or did usefully communicate. I know, but it uh, was like after NTK, <laughs> it was it was one of those things <laughs> where like, it? It yeah, it's like Lennon and McCartney just never see each other again. <laughs> well, like, did, well, the, I mean, the thing we did, we you know, we do we did talk quite a lot, or, or we'd often uh, email. probably enough for a lifetime. <laughs> we'd have a weekly. The best bit of doing it would we'd, we'd, we'd have this weekly phone call where we'd, put, we'd, 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 like, we'd always end going, well, we can't really put that in. We can't really. <laughs> and it would always be the funniest bit. There would all be all of this stuff that we couldn't really put into NTK. Whenever anyone would complain about something we said that was a bit untoward, we'd always have the excuse, well, that w- you should have seen what Dave wanted me to put in. And there would, there would, it would be defining the bottom of the envelope so that, that whatever, whatever we put in, we knew it wasn't the worst possible thing we could have said about people we would inevitably meet about a week later. Go, oh, oh, so you're that guy. Oh, hello. I, I, I write NTK. <laughs> But what about Route 66? That's they, an American song, they don't right? They don't 66. say Route 66, right. so I, 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 they're not even consistent, the Americans. I'd say, Danny, if I may, that you're probably about one-fifth American now. Yes, I think. Well, so I've been there ten years now. Ten years? Oh, yeah, well, you could be. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in terms of accent. I suppose if we're saying you've been there for ten years... Then that, that would be right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, so I say awesome in response to everything now, which fits perfectly well in California, but now just sounds like I'm being sarcastic to everything that I see here. It's awesome. Oh, it's so cool. My mom looks at me a bit scant, as though like I've actually criticized her food. But yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to listen back on this and try and work out like what bits of my accent have gone American. And my attitude as well. I, I don't cut down tall poppies anymore. That's, no. that's, what, that's what British people... <laughs> whenever anybody comes back from America, it's always like, well, they're so down on success in Britain. They always want to cut down the tallest poppy. It's because it's poppy day, right? They don't have that in America. They, don't, they have no need to cut down poppies. Yeah. Oh. Why, why cut down the short ones? It's only the tall I ones. No, exactly. It doesn't make it... Like I say, America's not very consistent. No. So I've actually been there since 2001. 
we ended up doing NTK for how long, Dave? Are you actually technically supposed long, to be here? I, I'm kind of officially yeah, here. I, okay. I like to think of myself as like Melvin Bragg in, it, in our time. <laughs> sort of going, no, oh no, I must press you on this. I don't understand what you're talking about. Um... I think, yeah, Melvin, uh, no, Melvin Bragg. <laughs> what Melvin would Melvin Bragg, Bragg say at Mel- this point? Mel- Melvin Bragg lasted much longer than NTK, which lasted only around 10 years. So but, wow. in, in Bragg years, we were, we were around a, a geological instant. Uh, right, right. But, but five of those, right, were with me in America. Yeah, writing like a six, uh, if not six. Writing, if I may say, self-analytically, one of those things that's like you know almost Cockney-like in its like Englishness. <laughs> and I was having to sit there in a in a an apartment in the middle of Silicon Valley, just pretending to be more British and feeling it kind of ebb away from my veins. So I'd have to write about you know Dorkbot in London, <laughs> going, I don't know what's going on. I just and, know. and weirdly, and then I'd have to write about open source. That was <laughs> that, that was that was the the bizarre arrangement that we'd come to and I'd never get to eat any of the chocolates that Dave would write about so so you know creatively we were obviously parting well maybe we can put that right today I know I will get a chance to taste what you can well, join the snack spot you can hardly have felt of notice that the World Cup is in is in full swing now, and I don't know when this is going out. By the t- by, the time this is, England may already have won, from what I understand from talking to people. That's how exciting it is. Um, we've previously discussed on the show that you can like uh, you can just stick the words world or cup or football on pretty much any product. However, I think the most radically stupid so far has been. Tesco's World Cup singing sandwich. It says on the side, plays a song when you open the pack and you're thinking, oh, crikey, maybe it will be one of the great footballing anthems or something. Uh, I don't know if you recognise it. It's this one. (laughs) And and it ends again. If if you look inside it, it's got this hugely elaborate set. It, It seems to use the cardboard box as a kind of sounding board so that's why you're getting a bit of reverb off there it, like it's got one of those uh, little chips that you get off a um a greetings card yeah. it's got like it's got three of those little button cell batteries to give you the to give you the the volume on it it's worth more than a quid when people will be buying like thousands of them and reselling the batteries Norm- and normally yeah not like, normally they're they're, they're around they're around two pounds forty i've already seen people discussing can you reprogram the chip because you get a bit sick of of that and like particularly sometimes you walk past the the um you walk past the bins of London. <laughs> here, here, quite a plaintive. My, my own personal uh, experience with these chips I was informed by uh, my brother's wife had a Mamma Mia box set where the battery had run down and something had gone wrong with the switch. So every time you picked up the Mamma Mia DVD box set, it would go, Mamma Mia, here I go again. My, my. <laughs> How can I? And so on. And um, Bismillah. Yeah, and no, and, no, and no one could switch it off. That was the thing. So the whole time you were trying to enjoy the movie, it was still be going, How can I resist you? In the background. Um, so, and, it, like, and that, that gives us the information that, amazingly, and you'd expect this with an analogue technology, the, this, like, the, there's, there's something in here, like, the, the pitch is, is in some way voltage sensitive. And the way to try that out is... Uh, is with a slightly moistened finger. So I'm going to start it playing, and then we're going to see... (laughs) He's he's circuit-bending a sandwich. It's amazing! (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm Fatboy Slim, I'm I'm scratching it up. (laughs) 
gangster style. Anyway, so that's the Tesco World Cup sandwich. Okay, um, next. The World Cup, in terms of branding opportunities, I think has been quite disappointing. Um, not only because like lots of countries in the UK aren't even involved in it, uh, and, and obviously it's only on for a month. Cadbury shoots. <laughs> the sandwich has gone off. Keep it, keep it shut. So uh, let, let's have a let's have a quick t- test of Cadbury shoots that I've only seen in ASDA. I've no idea what they are. Are these the same uh, as Cadbury shots? No, because Cadbury shots are little little balls of um, of dairy milk. These are Cadbury shoots, which are and they're scrumptious milk chocolate balls wrapped in a crispy shell. I mean, by all means, try some. They're like minstrels, but round. Mm, oh, I mean, like yeah. spherical rather than. Yeah, yeah. 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 So a, a Cadbury shots not crispy shell coated then. Well, no, I don't think Cadbury shots. I mean, unless they they just. Well, they've just produced Cadbury shots and put an extra O on the packet. I fear that's what's happened, though. It's a bit like um, um, mini egg. Mm. Yeah. If you can, if you don't look at it. I imagine so it's the mini texture. egg factory mini machine. Without the, without the annoying wrapping that mini eggs have. Or have you gone what? beyond that? Didn't they used to be wrapped? What, individually? Individual, no, how, you're thinking how, of how Cadbury. Long you been out, how long have you been out of the country, Dan? <laughs> in, in the old days, labour was cheap, <laughs> and they could afford to wrap each chocolate individually. You're thinking of Cadbury's cream eggs. Maybe. No, I wasn't. But the, maybe I'm confusing it with mini cream eggs, which yeah, were new. They are individually wrapped and shouldn't be. Can like, I just say that in America, like the evolution of chocolates and candy is very slow. Like they have, I think it's like because of the size of the country, they don't have the level of innovation. I was really surprised. I, I, I think the United Kingdom is is like the Galapagos Islands, <laughs> and I and I am its I'm Charles Darwin. You are. Did we actually hit a decade? Yeah, uh, yes, I, 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 think, I think that was the point at which everyone went, oh, well, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, my plan, my plan with NTK, because it was sort of trailing off at the end, was I thought we should double the amount of time between each one. So each it would time. never actually finish. It would just take, uh, reappear every 16 years. Uh, or, and then 32, and then 64, right? Because You definitely should have done that. Yeah, I a know. lot of people miss NTK now. It needs to come back. Not with, not with you. But it would be with with new with new class, younger like, people, TNG maybe, or something. Maybe name like yeah. a, a reboot, like shift, run, stop, we, or yeah. we can make it audio <laughs> instead well, of have, that yeah. horrible monospaced font. Are you are you suggesting that you are like the sort of like inheritors of it's the? Not, it's of not the for us to say, don't no, I know. Yeah. Maybe inspired but, by, but maybe I can sign something to that effect. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people. Often drunk will accost you and say, "I miss, I miss it. I love you guys." But I think they're, I think they're romanticising their youth. I think that's what it is. I think it's like children's TV programs. If you, if you actually go back and read the factual issues, you won't understand them. I don't understand anything I said. That, like you read them back, and it's like all in this sort of very staccato kind of. Jem says, da 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 da, anti news, and I'm going. I don't have any recollection of what that might refer to. The only things that make any sense, and Dave had a good sense for these things. He had a good sense for posterity. Was the does? The does are still very funny. Uh, which was when we would take screenshots of, of websites collapsing, <laughs> which is just perennially humorous. What's strange is that the, is the late nineties seems such seem much further away. And because because there aren't things like MP3s 
or digital cameras yeah. or broadband to the home <laughs> or, or, or region 2 DVDs right that it's, it's an incomprehensibly primitive world and, 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 going, and, and, well, and why are they worried about DVDs coming to the UK it's because we didn't have them it's basically archaeology when you read that stuff well, but, uh, but the funny thing is is when we started it we kind of assumed that we were on the tail end Right, that all the interesting stuff had already happened, and we were these horrible sort of latecomers who were gonna like, you know, bury the corpse. That it all failed, and it was all gonna be very miserable from now on, and we should just like have a like blitz war spirit kind of laugh about it. And then, and then actually, like most of the stuff that people associate with the internet changing people's lives happened after it. <laughs> I think one of the challenges at that point is that me and Dave were both tech journalists. And there was this sort of weird mission to explain that we both railed against, where if you were going to write anything in the mainstream press about technology, you had to kind of preface it with endless kind of boring re-expert, you know, well, the internet, which brackets, is, you know, a special telephone system for computers. And, like, by the time you got to actually, like, going, uh, what we envisage is that music might be compressed in a form that will, on MP3, the three standing for the, th- you know, you go through all of this, and by the time you got to the bit where you said, and this might fit in your pocket, that was your 500 words gone, and you'd, like, what you'd manage to do is imply that there might be an iPod in the future, and you wouldn't have any chance to say that. And so, so the, the writing style that, that that we were trying to do in NTK was like, okay, let's just assume that people know all of that stuff. In fact, let's assume that the audience knows more about this stuff than we did. And so I would go on these mad jaunts on the internet all Thursday night <laughs> where I would try and pretend to know more than I did about very obscure, te- obscure technical topics and then try and work out what could possibly be funny to, like, you know... Linus Torvalds about this. People who were actually knowledgeable about this would go, "Oh yeah, that was that. That's exactly what I chortled to myself about." And you go, "Yes, I have successfully faked knowledge of Haskell, right?" <laughs> uh, and and it, and it was very entertaining, right, to like find out what people who were doing these really complicated things were thought was was interesting. When we started NTK, we'd just been sacked from Wired, and we were like, screw Wired. Well, let's do something that will completely undermine how Wired works, right? Which is do something weekly. Right. Because they're monthly, right? So we'll be able to write about everything before Wired has a chance to, using this thing called the internet. And so, and this was incredibly powerful for like a few months. And then Slashdot came along, and that was like daily. And so we'd, we'd been outdone by Slashdot. There, there was this point where we realized that things that people were discussing on Slashdot on Monday were already not only old news, but no one was talking about them again on, on the Friday. So we couldn't even do a funny kind of retrospective look at those. And so, and I mean, that, didn't, that wasn't a bad thing. Like, we always sort of would shift the, the, what we were talking about in different ways. And I think that, you know... I ended up covering a lot more of the uh, what Dave would always refer to as the worthy section of what NTK covered, where I would talk about like you know, oh DRM being bad and you know human rights and free speech and stuff like that. But because those were like actually quite slow moving stories that no one else was covering, and we sort of stopped talking about the stuff that Slashdot Dig was covering. Um, and that was the other thing, really, is like if you read 
I bet this still happens if you try and subscribe to the NTK mailing list there's a little introduction to what NTK is um, and I think it said something like you know we try and cover stuff from a British perspective because you know it's not like the Americans aren't covering this stuff in incredible detail and I think that was true about like geekdom as a whole is that like now like you would be mad to try and like mad to cover geek stuff <laughs> especially on a weekly basis <laughs> on a weekly basis I mean, that's insane. no because like it's so well covered yeah. right you know yeah, and, and, and the art I think of doing stuff on the internet is to find something that people are sort of vaguely interested in but, but very narrow mm. and then be like the masters of all about it yeah, yeah. and I think that, that if you set out to do a sort of like a geek zine as broadly as NTK is now I, th- I think I'd want to cover something like, you know, fishing or like, you know, some narrow geek geek pursuit rather than something that's as vague as like all British geekdom. Yeah, well, definitely there's there's the niche thing of, of being as specific as possible so that the people who are on that same wavelength kind of are with you right. and get it as well. But also I wonder about the frequency, about whether weekly is a particularly difficult frequency of update you like you know with, with twitter and the fact that now it's minute by minute rather than week by week well one of the things that we did kick around or i kicked around i would i would frequently i, I would be in charge of coming up with like things that we were never clearly going to do right and dave would be in charge of things that were actually manageable um like like snack spot and so i would like on these weekly phone calls go how about we do like a tv series or you know something <laughs> a build a robot and um, but one of those I suggested was like, well, if this is what's happening, if things are getting speed, speedier and speedier, why don't we just ram right to the other end of it? Why don't we come up with the most ridiculously fast? <laughs> like, and so, so my my idea for that was like something where every time you hit reload, there will be another story. Yeah. And I still think there's room for that. You yeah. know, I think that like if if you see trends like that, you either should go to one extreme. Or you should go to the other extreme. So the other one, that 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 you can have these for free if you want. Oh, the the other one is that what people. I'm really surprised that no one's done retrospectives on on of blogs now because we've got like 15 years of them, and like just to sort of like the the uh, uh, you know this time 15 years ago and go back to like you know the war bloggers like saying oh you know what we need to do now is evade Iraq well that's I guess that's 10 years ago now. but but uh, and go back and like just pull quotes out of context and 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 describe what's happening because a lot of the stuff that did happen then is now this weird sort of cultural substrate that everyone vaguely like everyone kind of vaguely knows who Dave Weiner is you know, in in a strange like, oh, Dave Weiner, yeah, I know him, but you can't quite put your finger on what he did. Uh, apart from Dave, you invented RSS, but you know that that sort of thing. There's lots of stuff, lots of background and things like that that people uh, people who 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 identify as being bloggers know about, but probably don't have any of the context about what happened then. And that's what old people should give to them in old age pensioners' homes. They should send round parties of children to ask them what it was like during the first browser war. Of all the people who you wouldn't expect to be bringing out an England-themed product is um, the Italian... Um, the Italian confectioners Ferrero who make the Tic Tac ah. again it's not excessively branded it's just the fruity limited edition let's uh, and these are these are white and red Tic Tacs white and red Tic Tacs you've got to get Thank the you. Tic Tac sound 
microphone for the because that's quite a good sound. Oh, and it sounds a bit like someone doing a, a, a football chant. Like if you... so, I think the white one mm. tastes of lime, and the red one tastes of something that isn't in any other Tic Tacs. Mm. The red one is the cherry Tic Tac. Right. Ah, right. And the white one is the orange, which is quite confusing. That what? is confusing. And but cherry's what? good. It's nice to have cherry Tic Tacs. Do you expect a white Tic Tac to be minty? Mm-hmm. Yes, that would be nice, oh. wouldn't it? This is false. Mint and cherry would oh, be a good combo. Yeah. You must like. break the coded symbolism of colours yeah. and candies. Otherwise. Yeah. Tic Tac, for very sensible reasons, have never brought out a combined mint and orange packet <laughs> <laughs> uh, where they're all white and you're going, oh, is it mint? Is it orange? I'll mix the flavours up a little bit. Um, and uh, apparently, apparently uh, passion fruit Tic Tacs are on the way and I think these are just clogging up the, clogging up the system. I, I, I'm excited to say I've had social trust. Mm. I've had uh, I've had passion fruit Tic Tacs. You can get them in America, and they're very good. There we go. Danny and Liz should have bought some. Over. I know we should have brought some American chocolate. I thought this was going to be a big week for like football-related snack bargains because we've just had the perfect storm of Father's Day happening during the World Cup, and I've, I've seen some slightly forlorn like uh, milk chocolate football boots reduced to like half price in Sainsbury's and that kind of thing. But I think that for your dad. Like, <laughs> I got dad. I got your chocolate football beef. I know you like chocolate <laughs> and football. Or well, not you specifically, but just fathers in general. Men. I don't. I don't, I don't really. <laughs> I don't really know much about you. <laughs> but if you've missed, if perhaps your dad doesn't like chocolate, in which case, Marks and Spencer have uh, capitalised on the season with this exquisite <laughs> uh, combination. Perhaps your dad doesn't normally like puddings, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 like, I mean, you're laughing at it. Do you, do you, have you, what, what is your guess as to what it is? Well, just who's going to read the label first? <laughs> well, I can't quite see it. I can only see what it, it's a Marks. It's new. It's a Marks and Spencer's, and it's in quotes mini pint of lager jelly. <laughs> And, and, then, and then any plastic like too small to read. Brackets. Does not contain <laughs> lager or jelly. <laughs> it's not a pint. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the new mini pint. <laughs> I, th- I think this is to, to enable to enable the whole family to enjoy the experience of like uh, of, of, ra- of raising a little a little plastic skiff glass um, to England's performance. So it's about and, the size of what? It's about a thumb high, yeah. right? And it's 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 got a head to it. But it's, 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 a, it's, it's like a, it's like a jelly shot that you might. Or, Mark Suspenses, as ever, haven't skimped on the luxury. It's a pineapple jelly topped with a mascarpone mousse. Oh so I'm I'm going to try it. Like I'm just going to dip it. I'm, I'm You're not going to swig it. <laughs> down it. Down it in one. I've got more spoons if anyone else wants to try. It feels odd sharing someone's pint. Yeah, so like, oh, it's got a bit of a head on Especially it. Especially with a spoon. It's like, uh, I know. <laughs> 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 right. Once again, oh, once again this... challenging your expectations about what this is going to taste like. I'm thinking lager, lager, lager. <laughs> no, pineapple. Pineapple. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> See, once again, it feels like they've come up with something nice and then handed it over to the marketing department and gone, this is great, it's pineapple, it's mascarpone cream, it's got, it's really flavourful. And the marketing department has just gone... Could you we, do it in the shape of a <laughs> We need it to be more World Cup themed. Yeah. Going, well, there's nothing in the World Cup that involves cheese and, and pineapple. It's yeah. not, it's, we were thinking more a Hawaiian thing. And then now they're going, well, we could turn it into a small... We've got these small containers, these lager-shaped pint glasses. Maybe as a reprisal, we'll see pineapple-flavoured lager in the future. (laughs) 
That's really <laughs> weird. I'm doing the reprisal. Pubs. Pubs angry. Like, 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 Apple, like Apple versus Google. Like that's angry wow. that the confectionery industry has moved on to their traditional that's, terrain. That's how of, it works, Danny. <laughs> that's nothing. You've not seen the Subway versus McDonald's war on the high street? I haven't, you see. I'm not, I'm not from around here. Wanna, wanna, like, uh, I think. But that has you, nothing in a, common yeah, with a, a pint player. of lager yeah. apart from... Around. Apart from oh, its, it's, it's extent, it's, it's, its shape, it's not. Mm. It's it's superficial resemblance. They look, Some they look translucency. Like I quite like it. It's, it's, it's good. Do you see what I mean? It's a missed opportunity not to have chunks of pineapple in there, but again, that would detract from the verisimilitude of the... Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't set if you prefer it. You're a fine line, aren't you? You're sort of going, what, what, what metaphor are we breaking here? Like, obviously, I wouldn't have a pint of lager with pineapples in it, but then I wouldn't have a pint of lager with mascarpone cream on top of it. Or would you? Have you tried? No. no. I like the idea of like eating the head off your lager with a spoon. <laughs> yeah. That's a polite way of doing it. A pint of lager could Stand a spoon in. Mm. Wow. Excellent. Well, that, 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 that concludes our, our snacks of the World Cup for now. I'm, I'm playing us out. It's the singing sandwich. <laughs> But what does what does it mean? What does it mean to prioritise like one time stream against all the other? Why is everybody else in that other time stream going? Something's wrong. Like we need to turn this into. I don't shouldn't exist. I should be dead. Like why aren't they fighting for their own time stream? And Tasha Yar going, no, screw this. I want to live. Yeah, yeah. Except for except for bearded like shaggy Riker. Shaggy Riker doesn't want to go back to the board. I don't look like Riker. I don't look like Riker, Danny. I don't look like Riker. It's just my funny stance. I'm leaning. In five years, you're going to. Well, you know, TV Tropes has this opposite of jumping the shark, which is growing the beard. Which is in a TV series where someone like. It looks like it's going to be terrible, and then they suddenly find some like hook to make it okay. And it's from Riker. Like the first series of, of TNG is terrible, and then Riker grows the beard, and suddenly he stops being like this pathetic Kirk ripoff and starts being this. Well, I mean, apart from the infamous Riker sense of humour, he becomes like a, a character in his own right. So I, I maybe yeah, I've gr- I've grown the beard. The best the best bit in in TNG is when it ended and. Um, <laughs> I don't mean it like that, but like in um, it, what, all good things, is, it, is that what it's called? All good th- th- we can edit in a correct a correction. But in the last one, they have to go back and and shoot themselves as they were in the first series, and it's very interesting. Like oh, yeah. that, like they do up data in slightly different, slightly rubbisher makeup to like make him look like in the Keep first series and, well, and everybody else in the fact he's aged so much <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> poor Brent's fine he's like supposed to be this immortal like, unchanging robot well, he's they, watching get older and older put, but more, probably, more gold like, on his they face should, they, they, should have put, they should have put something like ah oh, the wrinkle chip data right? going to insert it into you and you'll be even more human suffer from gout The computer press at that time had this sort of weird, like, we're all lads, kind of. Not like lad magazines, but just like, they couldn't talk about anything deep or, or anything that wasn't about, like, the number of K that the, the computer had. And whenever they did, 
they would sort of like try and couch it in a like I'm not trying to be funny or anything so the, the classic kind of like version of this would be well I was talking down the pub with a few of my mates and like that would be like the standard way of introducing I'm going to talk about something that moves slightly beyond discussing ram and I'm a little uh, I'm a little worried that you may think less of me as a result of that and, and you know that was one of the struggles with doing Wired UK is that you had to like couch it in a British way that people wouldn't immediately go oh aren't you being a bit la di da and god now I do sound like an English expat who lives in America but but you know it's actually just like oh, how do you how do you talk about big issues in in a way that doesn't put people off. How did how did you get into it, Danny? I don't it's remember. Oh, you don't remember either. Well, I did Prestel. You don't know this, do you? No, this no, is good. No, no, no. Nice. We never talked about personal stuff. Me and me and Dave. <laughs> um, in the context of down the pub. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was down I was the pub, Dave. I have a friend who, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Thinks no, when I was <laughs> when I was twelve, I or even younger, maybe. No. 1340. Um, I got hold of a Prestel modem. Prestel was British Telecom's bulletin board system. Yes. Well, Layla and I both remember it well, but in the context of a game that featured it. Oh, we God, never used Prestel, that like, we used a game that, that talked about it. Imagine me me quite young being trapped in that game. <laughs> right? But but like that's 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 the Doctor Who episode, episode, isn't it? Here am I, stuck in the early 80s, unable to communicate except at 1,275 board. <laughs> it was primarily travel agents that used it, but they did dream of it being sort of a more, more widespread communication system. And so they, I think they'd subsidise various people to do Prestel magazines. And Prestel basically used the same format as Teletext. Yeah. Um, but down the telephone line very slowly. There was like a gossip column called Micronome on Prestel and I was a reader of it but it had like a form it had like a form that you could enter stuff back wow. which was you know weird and magical. And I think I just want, I just would obsessively type up stuff and send it to this person, not really thinking that there was a real micronome. Right. Because he, he, his conceit was, his name's Bob, but in the context of micronome, he was a gnome. And, um, and everything that began with N, he would put a G in front of. So he'd say, you know, I'm gnot being funny, or fu, and then gna, gna, e. Um, but he would have, the, the, you know, it came from that sort of private eye tradition of having like a sort of a, a, a nom de plume yeah, for gossip. Yeah. And he would write tech gossip. And I, I loved this. I loved the idea of having like gossip about technical stuff. And so I would like contribute to it and like write searing parodies of other Prestel, <laughs> Prestel <laughs> web pages, which, you know, I would, I would critique horribly their writing style. And then one day I logged on to Prestel and he put it all up. He put like all my stuff up, which, um, and like as a 13 year old, it was the most wow. exciting and yet horrifying moment, right? Because like I just thought I'd been writing all of these stuff into this empty box. So if you want real, if Dave, if you really want to know why like I had this like obsession with writing like the private eye of the internet, I think it was, it was Micronome and Prestel. Did you 
find you felt better immediately afterwards? Oh, always. I think it's the body saying, you're working too hard and you've got food inside you. Mm. I'm going to get rid of that so you can carry on working really hard. Mm. I think it's a caveman running away from the cougar. Um, I'm just glad I it was only sick and not everything else as well. Oh, well, well, let, let's keep us informed as <laughs> to how your progress at the gym continues. I lose if you saw yourself or have any Paula Radcliffe style, uh, it, I can it's, see it's, how it's, it happens. The side of the treadmill. I can see how it happens. Um, but I'm surprised that people feel self-conscious. Well, I'm surprised that people don't go to the gym because they're worried about feeling self-conscious. Because whenever I go. There's always people that I think should feel more self-conscious. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Yeah, well, I, I always think, like, uh, <laughs> there will always friend? be someone else there who's less fit than you are. Not in my gym. But there must be. Come no. on, people go to the gym because they're not... Because they're, you know, they've put on weight or they're they go to not the well. Or, okay, right. So the pool's full of, like, fat old people. Yeah, it really right. is. I find and the, the pool is where of... people who don't want to go to the gym go. Oh, interesting. I'm the least fit person in my gym by a long way. Surely not. Honestly, it's really. Well, what funny. is everyone else going there for, bro? To feel better Showing than you? Showing off, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got a rippling body. No, it's a very they should, strange. They should phrase. reduce your, they should reduce your membership. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I act as an incentive for other people to feel better about it's a before themselves. and after picture. <laughs> and, and when the uh, personal trainer person says, "And what are you here for?" That's a difficult question. Yeah. Because you know, oh, yeah. to look a bit better naked is one answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have MTV at home. <laughs> That's a good reason. I just like the music, to be honest. The weird, the weird smell is, uh, is, is not the answer they're looking for to that question. It's a cheap bar. But if, if any shift run stop listeners don't, you know, don't have the, uh, the disposable income to join a gym, I, I will quite happily shout at them in a, in a park. <laughs> A park of their choosing. <laughs> yeah, any any open space of their of their of their of their preference. Yeah, in, in, in exchange for. <laughs> it's a lot like what's happening today for us. Uh, what well, what the what the heck? I mean, to be honest, Shivran stop and listeners already have this experience. But well, perhaps we'll do an episode that has a workout element incorporated. We and I'll be do going, that. Okay, now now now. now Move on to the rowing machine. <laughs> screw, screw the, uh, the Commodore 64 data blast. Let's just uh, do a bit brilliant. of motivational shouting at the end of the episode. <laughs> so we never actually sold out in NTK, and we were offered money, and and we were offered fame and fortune and things like that and we always like sort we, of we always blew it we always we blew always it like, yeah we always we, like, we always we always forgot to get back to the within the specified time frame <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and discovered oh. we weren't quite important enough <laughs> to, uh, to, to to warrant a second phone well, call uh, <laughs> <laughs> or turn things down really weirdly like for for odd reasons like it was too early in the morning or something oh, oh those were some dreadful things that, that we that we did turn down that that pilot where, where I wore a white polo neck and you wore a black polo neck so Bill could tell us apart <laughs> that was <laughs> uh, this was commonly like, and, we no. so, so yeah well so here's the thing is that like people would get us to do things and go oh we really like NTK we don't know what it's about but like it seems interesting and like get us to do TV shows or something like that and we go okay alright we do them and they go, it's great, we've been commissioned by Channel 4 for this. And we'd watch it and go, I 
I don't think we really <laughs> want to do that. Like, it makes us look like idiots. <laughs> and like, it was such a sort of shocking thing because like people go, no, you don't understand. It's really hard to get a Channel Four TV <laughs> series, and we go, but we don't like that. I people would be taking the piss out of us all the time. It would be embarrassing. We're more introverted than this. Uh, yes, like we were uncorruptible because they didn't know that all we really wanted was like free chocolates and comics, right? If they'd cracked if they cracked that, then they then they could have got us to do anything. But as it was, they were going, "No, you'd be great. You it would be on the TV times and stuff." And um and, and, and TV's very time consuming, dad. And, God, and well, and the the very the, lazy. the, the other the very other lazy. the other side of the cut and to be honest, we <laughs> We did a lot of quite weird TV. <laughs> like, I've never seen any recordings of that stuff that we recorded for the Meridian uh, reception area. That like, that I, I just have a traumatic experience of like where we interviewed we interviewed Patrick Moore. You you, you flirted with Natalie in Bruglia for no terribly good reason. This is awkward. Uh, it's not some of the most awkward TV you've ever seen. Where like I'm just like this little shy geek and they go well we'll interview Natalie in Brooklyn and I'm like Natalie in Brooklyn <laughs> I've got such a huge crush on her and then we interview her and like in no way is it not obvious that I have a huge crush on Natalie in Brooklyn I'm like blushing furiously and sort of like going I'll, I'll help you with that Natalie and who else Jenny from the Jenny Cam Jenny from the Jenny Cam and, and Keith oh, Chegwin wow. so, and you know, um, like who's the guy a, who believes that the royal family are lizards like. Yeah, so uh, we got to interview. It, 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 it was a weird chat show. It was like uh, <laughs> we, 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 we had no, of, no input on the booking stage, obviously. But because of the, because no, this was like a proper TV show. This, I'm sure there's recordings of it. That, we, um, we did like two series of that. <laughs> we had to record them all in like in a, in, a, in a week. And, and, and like, and because of the ghetto of, of what we yeah, are and what geeks are. are, we'd have all these people and we'd have to talk to them about the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd be talking there to like, right, David Icke about, you know, and the questions you want to ask David Icke is, what's it about the lizard people? What, what, what is the craziness? <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll come back to that, David, but just for now, what's your favourite email client? <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of AOL? Right, exactly. Like, give us your top conspiracy websites, and and um, and so and, and and we'd be in these situations, and like, you've, there's a career path there you're supposed to take, right? You're supposed to like, uh, you start off, and you're supposed to really want to be a presenter, and I think we were of the gen- like everybody wanted to be a presenter, right? I, is that true anymore? No, no. I think well, everybody realizes that like that a podcast. Yes, but happy where we are. And I remember, like, wor- working, working in this TV thing, and this this thing, and like going, and the, and our producer going. So, do you, do you want to? What's you, what's your next plan? What other TV shows do you want to do? And me sitting sitting there checking my email, going, well, I don't really know because I think TV is like a bit of a dead medium. <laughs> and like, the, and like everybody in the office like killed themselves laughing because they thought it was like, oh, funny, Danny and Dave, the internet people. And I was looking around, going. No, no, I mean that. I don't really understand why you're putting all this effort into, into the, into you know something which will be one of like a hundred TV channels, and no budget, and you're not you know like that. If you want to do something interesting, that's not necessarily where you want to do something. Like, well, it, for, for me anyway. I mean, if you're doing The Wire or something, yeah. then then that that's very different. But it's not the only outlet for creativity. 
And I think that was a period where they didn't quite realize that. And we didn't quite realize that you're supposed to say no <laughs> or, or no earlier on. Um, and, um, and so <laughs> before we just you did, filmed too serious, before you filmed too serious, or pilots like mad pilots. The worst thing, if anybody is actually listening and has access to TV archives, the one that I really want to find, I went up to do a perfectly straightforward interview um, at Yorkshire TV or something like that, and we got through and like I was explaining that the internet is a telephone system for computers and all of this stuff, right? And they went, so what we really want you to do is like sort of answer like problems people have with the internet. <laughs> um, and we'd, w- the theme that we'd like to do is, is as the internet genie... <laughs> <laughs> like I went okay so, and we've got this costume for you to dress up <laughs> oh, and so I dressed up and like they put on like a big turban and stuff like that and sat me down like in cushions and then and then it was like Games Master people would go internet genie can you, can you tell me how to log on to AOL and and like I was sitting there going what, why did I say yes why did I agree to do this and, presu- and presumably there's footage of me as the internet genie and, and like I came back from it and this would be a regular thing for me and Dave because like there were only about five people that were in the filofax of TV as like knowing about the internet and we'd come back from some trip and go, so what was that like? And I'd go, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Danny O'Brien, uh, you have come all the way from San Francisco. I have, especially for this. It's good. Thank you for coming <laughs> Thank uh, you. and bringing your beard and, and everything. I, it was a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, we should do it together. Ready? What, what do I have to do? Say goodbye. Oh, okay. Ready? I thought you listened to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, this this bit's just a bit of a cacophony. I don't know whether you, <laughs> you, you think it sounds synchronized, <laughs> but like at the end of every show, there's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered to know what the secret thing you all said was. One, two, three. <laughs> 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 <laughs>